Did you just start watching that show? No. Why would I be watching Person of Interest? I don't know. I don't want to contribute to the Jim Caviezel industrial complex. What's that on your screen? Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best Westworld podcast that this show might as well be the fall of Rome for how little I remember it, for, for, for how little it is relevant to me now at this point in time. (laughs) I, 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 how many years? Read how many years? This show was a beginning of the pandemic show. Season three was beginning of the pandemic. 2020. You remember that two weeks? Two weeks to flatten the curve? <laughs> we flattened it, buddy. Who remembers the incredibly disappointing third season of this uh, classic genre television show? Which, are we going to say that this is the third best HBO genre show? What would be number? I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. I mean, what else would be number one? What show that we dedicated oh, a decade of podcasting to that that has... That has a sequel series. So we are doing a recap of where everybody is who matters in Westworld, which we've, we did before for all of the Game of Thrones seasons. But though this is a little bit different because I, I went back to look at the spreadsheets that I had and how I had set that up. And I have a spreadsheet for this for 38 actors who I believe to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> on some level first of all half of those actors are dead half of those actors are dead in real life who's who's died on the show is that uh, i don't think anybody i don't think anybody ed harris died. is alive ed harris is alive first of all you're you're saying that ed harris is the one who's I'm likely to who's... The, the, be the first in the grave anthony hopkins is alive ed harris i'm trying to think who all the oldest people on the show are first of all ed harris ed harris is like 60 something but the, he carries it well and you've put my mind in this state. I just can't stop thinking of the oldest actors. Like who? Plays... Obviously, the oldest actor is uh, Anthony Hopkins. Well, yes, he's but he's alive. I know that for sure because he's a very top of mind character. But who's the actor who plays uh, James Delos? Is he alive? Uh, the Scottish guy? Yeah. I I don't know, but I feel like that guy's in his sixties. Peter Mullen. Yeah. Who I did have in the spreadsheet in front of me, but for some reason could not find it. Uh, yeah, it's he's alive. Yeah. He's alive. Sixty-two years in Peterhead. Oh man, he's only sixty-two now. He was in his fifties. He's aged. That uh, man. That man has had some Scottish living. A lot of haggis. A lot of haggis. Yeah, and so we're we're gonna go through from the most notable, uh, right all the way down to Marshawn Lynch. That's how you're gonna know. Yeah. When this show's over, and I'm going to ask Ivan, well, well, what was he? He was the, he was in the cyberpunk season. Yes, was he like a random hacker? I forgot what he was. No, he was. Do you remember the Uber for Crime of Rico? If you ask me, do you remember about anything Westworld related? I will say no. <laughs> I don't remember anything about this stupid fucking show. You say that, but you're going to start being triggered by things that I'll remember, and then you'll you'll have a you'll have a pastiche of season three in your head by the end of this i promise you and I, I know there was that fucking uber for crime thing he he, yeah. he was a driver right no well he was or he was a, he was like a random mercenary exactly he was a metaphorical driver in the uber for crime yeah. sense i hate the cyberpunk season i love cyberpunk but i could not hate that cyberpunk season more i'm in the middle of a rewatch right now and season one is one of my favorite episodes of television ever 
But all of my favorite moments from the show now are in season two. Like season two is so good with with like the reveal of like the James Delos host that they're trying to mm-hmm. reanimate that just isn't taking the Lee Sizemore arc between season one and two. The introduction of Samurai World is just so much fun. Season two is absolutely excellent. And I'm really excited to do a full rewatch of season three back to back because this is a show that as much as we need to talk about it week to week, you need to binge it because otherwise you lose all of the threads in your head of what the hell is happening. You give me so much shit for playing video games all the time. Meanwhile, you are re-watching the entirety of Westworld. You watched I, it already. You're not going to go back and get a secret ending, much like I am in Returnal. By the way, by the way, Returnal fucking whips ass. If you like a thousand tiny laser beams being shot at you at the same time, you're going to love Returnal. <laughs> so... Seasons one and two were kind of like part of the same arc. Season three was the introduction of obviously the exit of the park, the cyberpunk future that takes place in, I believe, the 2070s or 2080s. And we have these supercomputers that can sort of tell the future and that nobody understands. Except Vincent Castle. See, you remember it. Look at you. I looked at the, Look at I looked you. at the, I looked at the cast list only because I wanted to remember Zan McLarnan's name because I didn't <laughs> just want to call him that cool guy from Fargo. Well, I have him listed here as that cool guy from Fargo. So that is what He's we're going to so be calling cool. him. <laughs> He's so cool. So fucking cool. He's such a great actor. <laughs> but yes, Vincent Cancel, who, if you don't remember, is the guy dancing amongst the lasers in the Ocean's 12 gif. Excuse me. He's the guy who orders the pussy cake. In The Matrix Reloaded, we have very different reference points for Vincent Castle. Do you remember what happened? This is the number one on my list of characters. Is Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores. No, what happened no, to her? No, Rehob- oh. Rehoboam. The supercomputer. I don't know. Didn't they blow it up? I know they did something to it. I thought they blew it up. What happens to Rehoboam at the end of season three, which is the all-knowing supercomputer that is controlling everything that humanity has basically lost control of, um, with the possible exception of Vincent Castle, who is, of course, Serac, the character he plays, and is the antagonist for the first three seasons, we learn. Caleb basically does RM-RF on Rehoboam. That's, yeah. that's what happens. And... I hated it. I think that was the episode where I was literally like, they fucking lost the plot completely on this, and it sucks ass now. I I am genuinely holding on. I do genuinely think this show can pull up, because from what they have said from the beginning, they had a five-season arc, which, given the ratings last season, I know it's not guaranteed they're going to get a season five, (laughs) but... It tells me that they had somewhere that they were going with this. And it seems completely possible to me that just they had an aside that got two up their butt and that ultimately it will return to the parts of the show that everybody enjoys. Yeah, because the pandemic happened and HBO was like, you need to make this show successful or else. And come to a satisfying conclusion. And so I I genuinely have hope that this season will be good. I don't think this is a lost scenario where they're just like, ah, and just writing it as they're going along. I I do think because I believe what they say, which we'll find out this season if that's a dumb thing to think. You are going to trust television producers? Why wouldn't I trust Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy? What have they ever done me wrong? (laughs) Well, you are you are Mr. Person of Interest. I'll give you that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. By the way, I finally watched that scene that was the meme of the person holding the gun on the person holding the gun on the with the person holding the sniper rifle on them. Yeah. And that scene is completely sincere. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's one of the most insane scenes I have ever watched. It is a completely sincere uh, television scene where a person pulls a gun on another person who pulls a gun on another person who has a sniper rifle trained on them. Did you just look it up on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> I was like, did you just start watching that show? No. Why would I be watching Person of Interest? I don't know. Why? You... I don't want to contribute to the Jim Caviezel industrial complex. You just said you would watch a scene from Person of Interest. What was I supposed to assume? A scene. A scene. Do you think that I'm just t- teeing up random episodes of television? <laughs> I, I, I love Paramount Plus so much. Oh my God. Just put, put it on random CBS, uh, uh, genre show episodes. Ooh, I might watch some numbers next. <laughs> I'm like, could you imagine coming upon that scene organically where the woman has the numbers floating in front of her? (laughs) I would pass out from laughter. Oh, we all love those numbers so much. All right. So Rehoboam, the supercomputer, has has collapsed, supposedly is out of... Oh, you know there's backup. One of the big complexities of doing this is when I did it with Game of Thrones, one of the big questions was, are they alive or are they dead? Meaningless. Are they alive or are they backed up? Right. Uh, alive, dead, or backed up. <laughs> I mean, that is basically what it all comes down to. And especially the end of season two is all these hosts go to, you know, the great beyond or the sublime, which is essentially a giant backup in the sky. So yeah. we haven't, as far as we know, had somebody come back from that yet. But that is always a possibility for any of the any of the hosts that were uploaded to there. Mm-hmm. There are also some hosts that are very dead, but, you know, there's always the chance that in a show like this, somebody can be like, hey, I found a USB drive under the couch that had a (laughs) two years out of date version of Dolores. (laughs) Speaking of which, Dolores Abernathy. Fucking dead, but she's still somehow in this uh, new season. I I saw the the barest mention of her character. Buddy, Mm -hmm. she's a writer. Oh, I saw that. I think I quoted it. It's it's, She's a writer. It sounds like Angela Lansbury. She better be bad. She better not be a good writer, though there's nothing I hate more than a television show about a writer who's supposed to be good. I, I can already tell you don't remember a major plot point about Dolores' character in season three. No, what was the what 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 was her big cover story? The thing is, and something we have to keep in mind when doing this, is there's and I promise I've tracked this for the listener who might think that I'm already off the rails here, is you really have to keep track of which version of the copy i have all of this in github i know i have the, all the trees happening in front of me but so dolores prime like dolores dolores is gone is dead has been erased by mave it's there's no version of her anymore but she had made four copies of herself before that of her consciousness there were in different host bodies so it's completely possible obviously we do not know yet that one of those bodies has built another dolores body because even the Dolores body that the consciousness was in when Dolores Prime was killed wasn't the original Dolores body. There have been a bunch of copies of those. So Dolores Prime erased by Maeve. There's a copy of of Dolores in Charlotte Hale, Mus- Musashi, Martin, and Lawrence that are active. 
Okay. <laughs> so there's also, I believe it's Musashi. I have this down here. Yes. What, who who I believe was Hiroyuki Sonata? Correct. The last thing that happens is Hail Dolores tries to get that version of Dolores on her side. Musashi refuses. And then Clementine walks in and cuts off his head and walks out with his head. So there's a copy mm. of Dolores in there that's just hanging out in a head that we don't know where that one is. That's probably the copy that's in the Dolores body, honestly. That's what Dolores is up to. There's plenty of Doloreses around. Obviously, Evan Rachel Wood is going to keep working. And by the way, fuck Marilyn Manson. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck Marilyn he can Manson. Eat shit. Fucking go to hell. Fucking pull out all of his other ribs uh, while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, this guy, uh, fucking terrible person, uh, abusive monster. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Tandy Newton is Maeve Malay. So Maeve, what, what's Maeve up to? Oh fuck! I don't know. It, she she triggered the EMP. She walked out of that shit. Isn't isn't she hanging out with Aaron Paul now? Yes, and they walk off into the sunset to be like, "Oh, darling." Maeve spent the season tracking down Dolores, thinking that they were at odds. Working with Caleb, hand control of Rehoboam to Caleb, who wiped. So that's what she's up to. We go, she's probably at a midlife crisis at this point, kind of lost, kind of mm. wandering around looking for purpose. But it's Tandy Newton. It's a badass. Tandiwe. Tandiwe? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was, a, it was a thing early in her career where somebody misspelled it and she just rolled oh, with it. Oh, Tandiwe Newton. Yeah. Thank you. Here's one. Ed Harris as the man in black. Oh, he got, he got fucking... Uh, at the end, because uh, there's that scene at the end where fucking Charlotte Hale is like, hey, I'm hot. And fucking Ned Harris comes out and bops her. We see him get his throat slit. Yeah. We see him get his throat slit. In season three, he gets reprogrammed by Insight, where he underwent AR therapy, where he talked to himself a bunch. His host version of himself slits his own throat, which is kind of badass. Mm -hmm. The host version is active, so we know that Ed Harris will be around if, yeah. if they could get him back. As you mentioned they uh, to me, they are filming in your er part of town. They're filming in my neighborhood. This yes. is so weird. I, I was like weirded out. One of my favorite buildings that I always look at is like one of the first buildings they show. You fucking dweeb. Yeah. One of my favorite buildings that I look at? Yeah. You fucking nerd. Yeah. I have an appreciation of architecture. <laughs> Go back to your stupid virtual worlds and play your video games while I enjoy the actual <laughs> physical world around me. Uh, excuse me, Atropos is great. I love waking up on this fucking uh, uh, planet over and over again. <laughs> so there was a scene where there were a bunch of people dancing, ostensibly hosts, yeah. in front of uh, Ed Harris and Tessa Thompson, and all the extras are wearing masks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, uh, cloth masks. Yes, they're wearing COVID masks. Yeah, buddy, we're gonna be looking at a lot of digital mouths this season. It's gonna be exciting. <laughs> so the host version is active we've also seen at the end of season two we saw a flash forward into the future past where anything is gone where it shows the host version of william show back up to westworld and his the host version of his daughter is doing the integrity check to see if he's still held together was it katya herbers is she still in this or is she is, uh, fucking yes who played emily grace that is William's daughter. We will get to her later. Mm -hmm. She is not in this season. 
Yeah, because she is on Evil on Paramount Plus <laughs> at ACBS. We have so much good TV we talk about, and then you're just like, all I want to watch is procedural dog shit. I, did, I haven't watched a single episode. I just know about it. I just know about it. The thing about William, we see his throat get slit, but I was looking at the wiki, and it's like, we don't know. And it's like, I was like, what do you mean? And I went back and watched it. And it's like, ah, you see the throat slit, you see the gurgling, but you really don't see him tap out. (laughs) And I'm just like. That's the thing. If you don't see a corpse. When I watched the show, when I watched it live, I know for sure I thought he was dead. And and I'm going to be so mad if he's alive. It was just somebody, somebody hanging out on the side with like fucking slab of bacon that they just slapped right on his neck. And something that we do see in season one is we actually see Maeve. When she first gets her powers, she cuts the, like, is it the femoral artery on the neck mm-hmm. of, of Sylvester just to show that she can harm him. And then Felix walks over and, like, buttons him up with their little magic, like, repair thing that they use on the host. So it's completely possible that as soon as they cut away, you know, he grabbed one of the repair thingies and just, like, sealed up his own throat mm-hmm. uh, based on the technology we know exists in this world. Which, te- which makes me think that he's still alive, though. For narrative reasons, I don't give a shit. Just have his host running around doing awesome stuff. Okay. This is a complicated one. Bernard Lowe. I know that he was in the last season. I completely forgot his arc. I mean, he's kind of all over the place. Because in season two, the they do the time fuckery thing again. And the way they're able to do it is because Bernard Lowe plants a bunch of things and then scrambles his own memory so that he can uh, sort of lead them to the to the wrong place. So his brain's all messed up. He's all over the place. But what he did is he uploaded himself to host heaven, the supposed literal satellite where many of the hosts have gone, the great beyond, the sublime. They have way too many names for it. And there's a flash forward to where his body awakens in a room full of dust, which, again, is supposed to be in the distant future. So that suggests to us that he has been there the whole time. But I guess we don't know how far in the future that is. Mm -hmm. James Marsden is Teddy Flood. Do you remember? He wasn't in the last season, was he? He was not. I don't think he's in this season either. So Teddy, at the end of season two, he says, I can't protect you anymore to Dolores. Beautiful scene. And then offs himself. Mm. But Dolores snagged his brain pearl. He apparently missed when he shot himself. Yeah. He wakes up in Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Terrible place to wake up. Honestly, I love it. I love going fast. You put me in Sonic the Hedgehog's body? I'm going fast. I feel like we haven't talked about the Disney Plus Rescue Rangers movie. Did you watch that? Yes, and it's weird. It's weird and good? Uh, If you want to say good, you can go with that. I already have. All right. I, I, I do think it's super weird that they did the fucking... Everybody's talked about it, but the fact that they did... Peter Pan getting uh, booted out by Disney for growing up when the actual actor who played Peter Pan got booted out by Disney for uh, growing up and then uh, died horribly. Yeah. Also, do kids like meta Hollywood narratives? Oh, I don't care. Do kids love showbiz uh, uh, insiderism? Do, do I look like a child to you? <laughs> Why would I care? I don't know. You're watching Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, because it was clearly made for people who grew up watching Rescue Rangers on Disney <laughs> Channel. Yeah, it was a fucking weird movie. I don't know who they're making these movies for anymore. Also, I had no idea. that The most disturbing thing to me was I had no idea that apparently the mouse character with with, with the wrench is like a... Gadget? 
yeah, yeah, the, the, big furry, big furry idol. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, everybody to wants that. to fuck the mouse. I didn't the need mouse. to know that. I, I read an article about Which, it. By the way, once twenty twenty four rolls around and Mickey Mouse enters the public domain, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck that mouse. <laughs> I, I don't need. I don't I'm need to fuck that mouse. A second ago, buddy. A second ago, you were yelling at me for watching these movies, and now you're talking about fucking a cartoon mouse. The minute Winnie the Pooh went into the public domain, <laughs> oh, I started fucking that poo. <laughs> You shoved him into the hole. I did. You know how you know how those I women are this. always getting caught in washing machines. I was like, "Who? <laughs> you're getting caught in that tree." I hate this. <laughs> All right. So, t- Charlotte Hale. Charlotte Hale was played by Tessa Thompson. She a robot. She fucking end of third season. It was her in that big Ed Harris thing where she got killed, and. Wait, she got killed or he got... I forgot the third... But I know there was that scene at the end with her and Ed Harris face off and one of them fucking got killed and it was a big surprise scene. I think it was her. It was her, right? Yeah. So I think you're thinking of season two. So the big or twist... Or is that season two? The big twist in season two is we realize that for most of the season, Charlotte Hale has been Dolores. Okay. She's been dead the whole yeah. time and that it's yeah. been Dolores in her body. So she's killed by Dolores in season two. Dolores Prime transferred to a Dolores body. Oh, yeah. So a weird thing... That's like they tried to help the viewer out and they just made it more confusing. At the beginning of season three, Charlotte Hale, the head Dolores in her, took the Dolores Pearl out, put it in a Dolores body, and then got a new Dolores copy, new from that point, into Charlotte Hale. So Yeah, and didn't that Dolores start to fucking branch off and become evil? Right. So, th- so basically we have three different Charlotte Hales. We have... The original Charlotte Hale, a human person. We have the the person who for most of season two was actually the original Dolores. And then in season three, it's a another Dolores copy that's starting to branch off in its own direction. Mm-hmm. And, and so Tessa Thompson, currently there's a copy of Dolores now in that body, so she will be back. And by the way, I just got to say that. Her and Natalie Portman in the next door movie. Uh, that uh, uh, if they wanted to beat me up, that'd be fine. I do you know what? I honestly think the MCU is just like Rehoboam is just like, what is the one thing that will make people come back to one more MCU movie? And then it produces it and you're like, Buff Natalie Portman, buff <laughs> Tessa Thompson. That's <laughs> what we really want. They're like, God damn it, they got me. <laughs> Ashley Stubbs, played by Hemsworth the Elder. Who who was sidelined for most of the last season because, as we all remember, he reached too close to the sun and tried to put up a TV on the wall by himself and fucked up his arm. It was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so he couldn't even call in one of his brothers. <laughs> he's just too proud. As the oldest brother, he's like, nah, I can do this myself. I don't need any of those guys. <laughs> I don't need I don't need Chris or Liam. So he was revealed to be a host, which was a big surprise. Mm. He was shot. Yeah, and he was the one who was like, oh, I was trying to keep all of the hosts safe the entire time. He was shot by William and and was put on ice by Bernard. It's not clear to mm. me, but like in the room where Bernard is sitting around and like dust is accumulating on him as his brain is transmitted up into the sublime, presumably he's just in the next room on ice. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. But also he's a character that I enjoy a lot, but... He really hasn't been given much agency or reason for being, except we like having him around. Like he was created by Robert Ford as security to sort of keep track of the park. And he really has not risen above that to a great extent so far. Yeah. I mean, 
He was literally handicapped last season. Yeah. <laughs> this this next one is one of my favorite characters. I think very underrated in this series. Clementine Pennyfeather, played by Angela. Oh, where is Angela Sarafian doing these days? She is so good. She was just being. She was just being fucking muscle for for alt. Uh, Dolores, right? No, she was being muscled for 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 Tandiway. Yeah, so basically she is dead and a version of her is reborn. So she she mm. kind of a, achieved almost like Mave-like powers. She had admin powers to control the other host in season two. She was the distribution mechanism for a virus that was meant to stop the other hosts from getting mm. into the great beyond. Yeah, and she there was that scene where she was walking towards them, and they're all dying and shit, and she, uh, people are trying to shoot at her and stuff. It was fucking pretty weird. It was pretty weird, and also rewatching that scene after a pandemic is is much more traumatic. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should go back and retcon that scene to make it not bother me as much. Her her body's been reprinted in season three, and she's just an enforcer at the moment. She doesn't really have a lot of agency. She's not. And for those people who are like, which one? It's you ain't got. Much of a rind on you if you watch the first season. You heard that line about a thousand times. The lady who looks very Eastern European. <laughs> All right. Caleb Nichols, a.k.a. Aaron Paul, bitch. He fucking EMP'd uh, Rehoboam, and now he's just like, I'm the good human. <laughs> the good human, which... Terrible Pixar movie. Terrible Pixar movie. Very much like The Good Dinosaur was the point at which a lot of people hopped off of this train. By the way, you're going to watch Lightyear? I will eventually, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to the theaters. You for it. give me so much shit for playing video games, and here you are watching your stupid toy movies. Aaron Paul, alive, former soldier. Mm-hmm. So he was basically the protagonist of season three. Who we didn't ask for. We did not ask for a straight white male to become the uh, new protagonist of Westworld. Yeah, we very much already had William. Yes. We were, we were happy with him. But former soldier was reconditioned, which is a big plot point in season two that they have this like AR reconditioning that really messes with people's heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a soldier friend played by Kid Cootie. And both of them, when they get out of the military, they start working for Rico. And so one of the plot points is basically the humans who aren't predictable that are stopping the supercomputer from being able to predict the future. And the way they phrase it, they're like the only ones with free will, which is a weird way to put that. Um, They realize that both of these guys can't be predicted. So they send through Rico a contract to his friend Francis, played by Kid Cudi, to kill Caleb. Caleb realizes it, and Caleb kills him. Mm-hmm. But then after he's reconditioned, he forgets that he has killed him. Yeah, and there is fake Kid Cudi. <laughs> he has an AI Kid Cudi who he talks to. He knows he's dead. Yeah. He knows that this is not the actual person, but not realizing that he is the one who killed his friends. So he is now fighting for humanity and the hosts and is the one who erased Rehoboam. And so presumably will play a large part in this next season. Unfortunately, I, uh, we'll see. I, I have nothing against Aaron Paul. I think he's a great actor. I did not need him to be the fucking protagonist of last season, whose entire arc is, I want to fuck a hot white lady robot. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lee Sizemore, uh, my favorite single arc in the entire show. Just a beautiful man. The worst cliched game dev. Just 
awful that we've ever seen. Just an, uh, a terrible writer who, by the way, fucking Dolores better be a worse writer than, than Lee Sizemore. I do not want to see a better writer. <laughs> if any writer is better than Lee Sizemore, that's my cutoff. They're not a, a fun writer to watch. He gave his speech from the Sweetwater bank robbery that never got finished in season one. Big sacrificial speech. Yeah. As he was dying. Oh, my God. It's the best scene. Every scene with him is so funny. In season two, where he ends up playing uh, the NPC, Mm -hmm. like him with the donkey, it's so funny. Just one of the absolute best characters. I think the real reason that season three lagged a little bit. All right. Red. Very important question. Yeah. If you were in a situation where you had the opportunity to sacrifice yourself to buy the other's time, would you do it? No. Aha! You, this is why you're not going to be part of my team. <laughs> Good. I need at least one person who's willing to sacrifice themselves to buy I don't time. want to be a part of the team who's got a recruitment spot as guy who's going to sacrifice himself. Ah, <laughs> well, you shouldn't have picked up the red shirt. So he actually did peer, appear in season three. He's been reconstituted in the simulation to extract information from Maeve. Mm-hmm. And so he actually starts falling apart when he realizes that he is a, a simulated character. Mm. Uh, so he made a brief cameo in the third season. Hopefully he comes back for the fourth because very enjoyable. Hector Escaton, played by Rodrigo Santoro. Oh, I completely forgot if he's in the third season. Ah, uh, I know he is his big thing with Maeve. I, I don't think he was in the third season. He is, he is possibly the most dead host yeah. because we actually see Hale takes his brain thing and then crushes it and snorts it essentially. Like this, he is, <laughs> yeah. he is super dead. I, you know, there can always be a backup, but, uh, it's doubtful that he will be coming around this next season. Elsie mm. uh, Hughes played by Shannon Woodward. Oh, fucking dead. It is extremely dead. Very unfortunately dead. I mean, killed by Hale in season two in the control room. Basically, how that ended up is Elsie's like, I I can keep quiet. Elsie's like, wait, I figured it all out. Oh, no, I figured it all out. (laughs) But Hale has read Elsie's file and knows that she has too much integrity to keep it quiet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's why you never want to have snitch on your permanent record. And yeah, and so she she is dead, which. I mean, if you're talking about the character that I wanted to root for the most and that I was hoping that would come out on top at the end of the season, it was definitely Elsie. Oh, the character you wanted to give a little kiss to the most? And something to remember is one of the plot points is they haven't figured out how to take all of the data that they've grabbed from Westworld and reincorporate those into hosts. But if Mm. they crack that technology, basically anybody who's been in the park for any length of time is on the board to be reincorporated as a host. So Elsie Hughes very much can come back if that is a plot point that they sort of crack that technology, uh, which it. If it, if the show went on long enough, it would. But I also it also feels very likely that they'll just leave it where, like, no, you can't put human brains back in a robot. They go insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I think that I could have my brain put into a, a robot and be fine. I'm just built different. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
if the robot's only motivations are to smoke weed and play video games, I feel like if we finally are able to create a robot that can successfully extract THC, <laughs> I think that's going to change a lot of things. I think that that robot revolution might be a lot more chill. Jimmy Simpson as William was in 12 episodes. Yeah, he's not he's not showing up no more, right? It's just Ed Harris from now on. Right. Presumably, obviously, he aged, became Ed Harris. Which I, I still maintain. Young Ed Harris just looked like Ed Harris. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. We all remember uh, young Ed Harris. We've all seen young Ed Harris. He's just Ed Harris. <laughs> yeah, he, he did not look like a McBoyle. Poyle. Obviously, he can come back. They they came up with the absurd, like, multiple age AR group therapy to bring him back, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Can always come back at any moment. All right. Angela, played by Tallulah Riley. Oh, yeah. She's the super hot lady who just comes out and is like, hey, I'm super hot. I was married to Elon Musk, who's a fucking monster. I, I, it, she didn't say it quite like that, but that was. Yeah. She, she's in almost 12 episodes throughout two seasons. So she grenades herself and the backups in the cradle. The plot point here is the backup data would allow the host to be reset to their obedient, subservient, unawakened selves. I mean, they can mm-hmm. still be destroyed, but that is what she died doing. And it's a it's a very good death scene as well. Mm-hmm. Sylvester and Lutz, Ptolemy Slocum and Leonardo Nam. I what what was their ending? Fuck! I know they didn't make it into season three. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, the 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 Asian gentleman survive and the white guy died? So no, they are both alive. So oh. they, they are so they're very briefly in season two. Mm-hmm. shown among the people alive on the island and they're told to see which hosts can be salvaged. Yeah. And so that that's interesting because it means they're alive and also if there's anybody that they recognize that they want to save the brain, they can mm-hmm. because they're the people who are going digging through the pile of hosts that are on the island. So I presume they will come back on the board if we go back to the island again. Do you think we go back to the island? I mean, the show has to end on the island, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, isn't that how shows work? They like end up where they started. Yeah, it's all circular storytelling. Right. It's all very it's all very stupid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, stories are dumb. These aren't even real things happening, Ivan. Yeah. These are made up. Did you know that? Yeah, that's why I only watch documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see the drama of nature. <laughs> Ooh, is the lizard going to make it? <laughs> all right armistice uh fucking super cool but fucking died right super fucking cool yeah she she rips her arm off when it gets caught in that fucking door and she's super cool so i'm glad we just dis- discussed sylvester and lutz so she did not make it to the great beyond so she doesn't have a sky backup mm. she shot clementine felix and sylvester so she's presumably laid out on the island and so Felix and Sylvester are tasked with commission, recommissioning viable hosts. So they, they, they could and probably would save her if they could bring this actress back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben Barnes is Logan. Oh, so, did we not? I believe the last time we see Ben Barnes, he is. I think you, you were about to say it. You were about to say he it. is being naked. He is naked on a horse being fucking uh, just uh, uh, rushed out into the uh, desert. And the next time we hear about him, we hear that he's basically uh, uh, hideously traumatized. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. And suicide. Yeah, it's off screen. 
We're, we're just told that he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's also like it's it's basically the story is that William owned him so hard <laughs> he never recovered. Yeah, he 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 truly managed to troll him so much it uh, permanently destroyed his mind. It does seem to be what the case is, and yeah. so we, we do get a scene in the real world where you know he's sort of like drunk at some sort of party that he's supposed to be not drunk at, mm-hmm. and then he dies off screen. So presumably, no more Ben Barnes, Lawrence, aka Clifton Collins Jr. Oh fuck, he died, didn't he? He died in season two. Uh, not going to see him no more. He's decommissioned, but he has a copy of Dolores. Oh, he's got one of the Doloreses in his brain? Yeah, he is a Dolores. Okay. So we've got Clifton Collins Jr. Peter Abernathy pops. Oh, fuck. What's he? he he's been dead. So the big plot in season two yeah. was that they had basically put a bunch of the information the proprietary information inside of him and we're trying to get him out of the park Mm -hmm. so he is dead and a copy of him uh, sorry a copy of his brain was installed into a decaying host so yeah he's he's dead he's dead yeah Teresa cullen oh she got fucking killed killed by bernard yeah bernard just fucking snaps her neck uh uh, uh, when she real uh she realizes that he a a robot such a great performance i honestly think that episode is my favorite episode of television that's that's uh it's fucking amazing just the look on her face i and i just remember seeing that scene for the first time it just hit me like a goddamn ton of bricks Mm -hmm. it's so good and her performance is amazing Endroned mm-hmm. Ciroc Ciroc uh, Vincent Castle who yep. I believe was killed at the end of the season Hales Boss the guy trying to sneak data out of Westworld so he's he's the main antagonist yeah so him and his brother created first Solomon and now Rehoboam and at the last place we see him is trying to communicate with Rehoboam which has been erased also his brother was the one who it sounds like did most of the work on Rehoboam, but mm. the computer realized that he was one of these people who was just too unpredictable. So his brother's like on ice. Yeah. Surprisingly, I had forgotten that he is still alive. He was so defeated that I mm. I didn't realize that he was still around. Oh, no, they took away his gaming laptop. That's basically, yeah. Where is he supposed to play Fortnite? What are they going to put in the lobby of their building now? <laughs> Emily Grace. I forgot who she was. She is William's daughter. Completely forgot that character. It's a very good arc with her, but it's unfortunately that it's only as... I always hate when they introduce a character just to be killed that same season. Mm-hmm. Multi-season arcs. Yeah. That's what that's what I want. But, oh, wait. Well, she, she was Katya Herbers. Yeah. Okay. The whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's like scanning the neck and fucking finding the bombs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. So William's daughter killed by William, who thought she was a host. But she wasn't. But she was not. So very dead. Very dead. Zan McLarnan. Oh, Zan McLarnan. Fucking great. Akechi. Akechida. Got where he ends at season two. I know he's not in season three. So he is the first host. He finds a maze and he gets fucking, he gets, uh, he gets sent to cyber heaven, right? He is the first host to achieve sentience. He's the propagator of the maze and the great beyond. 
and is used by Robert Ford to sort of propagate this spiritual idea that is this server in the sky that does actually exist in this situation, which mm-hmm. is kind of bananas. But he does actually make it to the great beyond, which, yeah, honestly, honestly, the only happy story in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, good for him. He deserves it. <sighs> Fucking Fargo was great. Rebus. I only bring it up because it's Stephen Ogg. What a great milk drinker. Oh, that guy. One of the fucking weirdest looking actors of all time. Just a great actor. So, as we all know, Trevor from GTA 5. Yeah. Uh, he drank a lot of milk. He, it was never that important. But drank a lot of milk. He might come back. He might not. Just very amusing. Here's a question for you. So, obviously, Charlie... <laughs> the child uh the the yeah uh what's his what's his there was the core memory of bernard yeah bernard's fake kid so here's a question for you that i realized i didn't know that you kept insisting was going to be tess thompson <laughs> that i didn't know was that child a real child did arnold actually have a kid named charlie oh fuck i forgot but i think so he did, did that, he? which yeah. i was surprised by i honestly wasn't sure if that was going to be the case yeah gina torres existed at some point <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope so for his sake. <laughs> oh, I wish Gina Torres exists at some point. All right. Skarsgård. Carl Strand, who was in season two. Oh, wow. I completely forgot there was a Skarsgård. Yeah, remember? It was Skarsgård versus Hemsworth. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, he died. Killed by Dolores in Hale's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, he's he is very much gone. Henario by Tao Akimoto. Died or made it to Cyber Heaven. I forgot which. Originally a host from Shogun World. It's the one that shares the same backstory as Armistice. Yeah, Tao Okamoto. Yeah. In- insanely hot lady. <laughs> and it's, but it's revealed that basically Lee Sizemore just copy and pasted some of the narratives to the different world thinking people wouldn't notice. It's so funny. It's, season two is so good, man. Yeah. Season two of the show is so much fun. I, I really recommend going back and watching uh, it. And I'm glad that they didn't make a third season. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about like names that i was like who what what are we talking about an actor that i like a lot from another hbo show the newsroom jeff daniels john gallagher jr was in this as liam dempsey jr do you remember him being in this no no he played so he at the beginning of season three is like dating dolores and so he is the figurehead CEO for Insight. Mm-hmm. He's like a you know 300 billionaire. His father like half owned the company with the guy who actually knows how everything works. And he literally has no idea how anything works. He just is a jerk. Yeah. And and he's killed by Lena Waite because he's an asshole. I forgot Lena Waite was in this uh, uh, series. Oh yeah, should I, I almost I shouldn't have spoiled that even. <laughs> Martin Connells. As Tommy Flanagan, we're getting down. We're getting down. This is the last few people because, I mean, who who even remembers this? Tommy Tommy Flanagan as Martin Connells, who starts off as an enforcer and fixer for Liam Dempsey. Uh, do you remember him at all? Yeah, he was the heavy. Yeah, he was the heavy. He was great. He was a fixer. And he was killed by Dolores and then mm. replaced by Dolores Coffee. So, so he is now Robert. a Dolores Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. James Delos, cancer, been reincarnated a bunch. He's the robot, which... Another great arc in season two, where we get to see James Dalish, where they keep trying to fit that human consciousness into the dumb robot body, but it just doesn't fit. Uh-huh. And then the last two, Ash, played by Lena Waite, and Giggles by Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, random mercenaries. 
Random mercenaries, they both worked with Caleb, which is how they're introduced to them. Sometimes they do Rico jobs together. Huh? Lena Waite is not given much to do except be stylish and kill white billionaires who condescend to her. So enjoy her. Huh? Looking forward to her coming back. And Marshawn Lynch, who, if you'll remember, wears a shirt with his mood on it in an acrostic, which lights up. I hate this third season. I love so it. Fucking much. He's so stupid. He's not given much to do besides drugs and punching. So I feel like that's where we end season three. We still have, you know, the hosts who are trying to make a place for themselves on the planet. The super AI that was going to kill all the hosts and all the people <laughs> has not executed its plan. So presumably we get to live at this point forward. We will see. And I don't know. I'm excited about it. Two questions for you. Yeah. One, do you think this season ends up good? Two, do you think they end the series here? I don't think they end the series here. I think they would have said the final season of HBO. And I kept looking for that language. Mm -hmm. I am surprised based on the ratings of season three, which I did look up, that that is not the case. What was it, like point two? It was like half of the previous seasons. During a pandemic, when early in a pandemic, no one could go outside. People would rather stand on their balconies and bang pots together than watch Westworld. That's basically what... Do you remember when we were all banging pots on our balcony to show how much we support medical staff instead of giving them proper equipment or money? That was a New York thing. I was in San Francisco where we weren't giving a <laughs> shit about healthcare workers. <laughs> Just being absolute dicks. So I think let me let me ask you this. First of all, you have you don't get to ask me a question without you answering the first questions that have been asked. Do you think this season will be better than season three? I think it's better. I think they end the series here, but they do a movie after. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I think this is going to be significantly better than season three. Notice I did say it was going to be better than season three. Yeah. Did I say it was going to be good? <laughs> I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good show. I think they have to make it good. Jonathan Nolan has made a lot of very popular television. Um, yeah. I was very disappointed. Lisa Joy came out with a movie that... Uh, One of the worst fucking movies I've seen in a while. Me out. I mean, do not watch that movie. Some of the worst narration <laughs> expo dumping I've ever heard. Just one of the more boring movies I've watched in my life. I was I was so bummed out by that. I was I was so ready to find out that it was Lisa Joy who was actually the brains of this operation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm very optimistic about this season. What I feel like is that they probably they obviously did a huge reset in season 3. And hopefully what we will see is a lot of those seeds start to pay off in season 4 in interesting ways. Now it's also possible that they just panic and try and change everything. I think that would be the worst case scenario, but we will see. Here's what I think. Mm -hmm. There is a uh, new management yep. at HBO. I think that if this season doesn't hit incredibly hard, they're fucking done. I don't think that they are giving any runway to these kinds of series anymore. I feel like we act like there's this long tradition at HBO, but it's like, it's all media. Like it's every three years they come up with a new reason to do something. And I feel like they just want to maintain their relationship with Jonathan Nolan at this point. He's already jumped ship to Amazon to do the Fallout show. 
But they realized that Amazon's entire media division could just be shut down overnight if Bezos gets bored with it. <laughs> in a second, if Jeff Bezos is like, you know what, I don't want to go on dates anymore. <laughs> that entire TV division is gone. HBO's own Rehoboam is just like, he'll be back here by 2024. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I think that this is definitely the make or break season for Westworld. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know what you're thinking about this series of Westworld. Are you excited? Have you given up? Did you know a new season was coming out? What number do you think the first episode ratings are going to be? Here's what I'm going to say. I'll give them a .4 on initial viewing (laughs) without plus seven. Keep in mind, it's normally a spring show. And this is a show that is launching literally in the middle of summer, Mm -hmm. the weekend before the July 4th weekend, I think. Not known as a sort of like viewer heavy time of the year. Big TV. Yeah. I think, I think first episode gets 0.4. Second episode of season four gets 0.1. Well, we're going to be covering it episode by episode. <laughs> 100,000 people watching. <laughs> as long as half of them listen to this podcast, we'll be all right. <laughs> by the way, we will be covering this on the feed. Doesn't sound like anything to me. If you have, are a recent Boys Going Swords listener, we have a separate feed just for the Westworld episodes. Doesn't sound like anything to me. We will put the first episode in both feeds, but after that, there will be a break in the Boys Going Swords feeds while we continue this show in the Westworld feed, which again, it doesn't sound like anything to me. If you enjoy this, if you like us doing this kind of stuff, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Swords. It's how we're able to keep doing this show, and we do appreciate that and you guys. Also, I do want to give a shout out to Kim Renfro, who put together the Westworld timeline that I relied on very heavily to do research for the show, and I've linked that on Twitter. You should go check that out yourself if you're still lost about the order of things. I don't understand why it's a very simple show. It's very easy to put together. I think... I think that's been this episode. Got, got any other notes, buddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Boars Gore Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya. <laughs>